What's up, good fighters? You know what day it is. Today is time to fight with this fight with connection, victory. intention, and a whole lot of purpose. <laughs> I'm asking for some purple rain vibes today. Yes, sir. Shout out to Prince. <laughs> but even more importantly, guys, we thought today um, it is a Wednesday, so we thought we would talk about Wellness Wednesday, but not in terms of your patients, um, in terms of you guys, students, chiropractors, people out there looking to focus in on your own wellness and what you're looking at doing for it, whether it's recovery to nutrition to um, balancing your life out to make sure your wellness is taken care of. You can't put your wellness on the back burner, you know? And I know, Nash, we, you, and, you and I both have probably done that a time or two. Um, we love to serve. We love to give. But it's something we got to focus on, you know? Totally. Hey man, they're right back. I'm back at it with a totally. You know, you, somebody get a totally. totally. Somebody get a totally counter for me. Uh, Dude, I don't. I don't. I don't mind totally. I don't mind. Well, I'm glad you don't because I serve them up a lot. Uh, we need to make like a an image where you have the catchphrase like in a comic book with the bubble and it says totally. That's it. Like a little counter up here for the totallys. <laughs> Every time. Yeah. <laughs> I like almost it. Kinda, yeah, almost kind of like Dr. Malley's ums counter, right? <laughs> I need to count right. my calories, so right, yep. Oh, but man. no, I agree, man. Um, especially with it's more of like a how you are as a person, right? If you're like a very empathetic person, that connection is a strength. But also, when you make those connections and you really are in tune with somebody, and you're really putting yourself in whatever. For some people, they're in a hole, right? And like, you got to kind of right. get it down in that hole with them to help bring them out and show them yeah. that. A lot of times, I've been in that hole and I know how to get out, and I'm here to kind of help you get out of it yourself. Right. And in those holes, sometimes you got to really kind of protect your own energy because it's very easy to like have that just sap all the different aspects of being a business owner, being a being a chiropractor, you know, being an empathetic person. Mm-hmm. You really wants what's good, wants what's best for the people that are trusting in itself. It's, yeah. it's something you need to protect because it's going to, you know, we're in it for the, for the longevity, right? So yeah. we're only, you know, trending up as far as how many people we want to be able to serve and reach and how we want to do that. So we're going to build right. our capacity at the same time. Right. And I think part of that too, I mean, we kind of foreshadowed that last episode in terms of, like you said, protecting that energy because it's so easy to dissipate when you have a lot of not only people that you're getting to, but also a lot of people that are sucking that energy from you too. Like, totally. There are sometimes there's patients like that. You love them and you serve them up the same way, but at the same time, like, it does take a lot out of you. So, um, But yeah, I just wanted to dive into some of the practices that maybe we've tagged along the way, ones we're looking forward to because there's a couple that I'm looking forward to adding in specifically in the month of April, because as we talked about last episode too, uh, baby boy's on the way. So I know it's even more important for myself to take care of myself uh, because I know I'm going to be mad tired. Um, I told Chantel, there's two rules that I have for baby. I'm not changing any diapers (laughs) and I'm not waking up in the middle of the night. Now, those are just my two rules. I doubt that, um, 
that either of those will come into fruition, I'll probably have to break both of them. Yeah. <laughs> I figured shoot your shot, though. You know, you're like, first kid, shoot your shot. Let, hey, man. For sure. Principle. You might be married. You might be uh, married to a superhero, though. If those are your roles, <laughs> you don't have to. If that comes true. Seriously. Well, I was kind of spoiled with my niece and nephews. Um, my last two nephews, I don't think I changed a single dirty diaper. Um, so I'm trying to maintain that threshold, you know. Batting a thousand. Yep. Yep. <laughs> well, maybe more like seven fifty from my niece. She kind of the beginning wasn't so hot, you know. It was like right out of high school, going to the majors. A little bit of lag, but I caught up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Learning curve. Learning curve, for sure. That, no, um, that, that, that's going to be a huge shift in, like, where your energy's, you know, where your energy's getting pulled from. Um, right. But, like, in an amazing way. It's not, it's more of an energy investment. And that's really what right, it's yep. down to, you know. Even with people that you're serving, it's an energy investment. So, understanding there's more efficient ways to invest energy. And, it, in a way, have your energy... I'm just like investments uh, work for itself. Yeah. Sure. Um, you know, really one thing that I've found has just been really beneficial for me um, conceptually, just in my mind and just with my belief system, understanding that in the universe, you know, just what is all around us, right? Everything's energy. When you really get down to like the fundamentals of our perception of reality, of just the basics of matter, how it interacts with each other. The differences is in frequencies, right? So, like, there's a difference between my frequency as a human being versus a chair in the room. Right. Um, both have energies, but they're different. But in, to me, what makes sense is the only time I feel a lack of energy is when I forget that we're all connected to the same source of energy, right? Where we're all abiding by the same rules of gravity, that all are interacting with the same energy that we have going on around us. So, right. That that's a big one for me. That really uh, helps me kind of envision like a, a bottomless well that I can kind of pull from that I can continually serve as many people that, you know, yeah. that, no, I like that. in front of me. I like that visualization too. Just maintaining even that mindset shift can make such a huge impact on how, how you then do it. Um, because if, you know, there's too many times where we limit ourselves, especially for like, whether it's spouses or children where we're saying, okay, I only have this much energy, energy to give. And by the time I get home at 6 p.m., like I have none left to give. Um, and it limits where we can take our families, where we can take our communities um, in terms of not being able to be on that wavelength. So I like that visualization of being able to give from a bottomless well, um, especially too when you talk about, hey, if we're trying to dish out some of that life spring water, you got to be a bottomless well. Oh, yeah. And, you know, to kind of emphasize what you're saying, too, the visualization aspect of it, um, I think for me, visualization is huge. So there was this cool exercise that I was able to be a part of down in MLS2 in Atlanta. And in it, for me, this was like such a an exercise that I really have, I don't know, it's done a lot for me. Because yeah. it really allowed me to let go of some things that I didn't even really realize that I was I was hanging on to. Uh, some old identification stuff that I had with my identity. Things that, like, they don't serve me in moving forward, right? They're, yeah. they're essentially kind of tethers holding me back to an old identity. Mm -hmm. But I truly know and believe that I'm not that person anymore. In right. Physically, mentally, 
um, spiritually. I know I'm just not that same person. So the exercise was this. Everybody there, um, we were all in in a circle, and we were all just kind of taking time to soak in the silence, right? But in the process, we were all told that in the middle of the room, we want to visualize this ball of light. And in that ball of light, we want to take every... Thing that you know trauma everything negative all the dirt grime that you have going on mentally that things that aren't serving you things that are telling you no things that are weighing you down things that are uh, creating anxiety or fear loss anything add those to the ball right? and just feed that ball and that ball is going to be like your energy trap and in, in at the end of the exercise that that energy ball it's still going to be there but it's no longer with you so you're right. giving it up. And that's something that I think about a lot too, especially after um, a stressful day, uh, different aspects of life that you, know, you want to anticipate. And I just, I had this much uh, conceptual uh, volume of energy that I thought I was going to have to expend a day and I had to go bigger. So in a way, um, having that to kind of feed into the things that I just like I'm holding onto that aren't serving me anymore, uh, it, that, that really helps me a lot. Yeah, I like that a lot, especially too when you think about, especially when you said like there's things that you were holding on to that you don't even think about. And we have so many of those, you know, so many of us out there, Kyra or not, we, we hold on to those patterns and we hold on to those perceptions or visualizations of who we were, maybe were in the past. Because we, we get in that, um, that mode of like, yeah, I'm still in high school or college or whatever. And you, in your mind, you're still there in some aspects. Not, you know, you haven't full full evolution. Maybe hasn't taken place yet. So, I like that a lot. And in regards to visualization for myself, in terms of that, going to like, I like to visualize my practice being like crazy busy, like an overwhelmingly amount of busy, um, because then I can kind of get in that mindset of nothing else matters except for the person on the table. And, um, and get into the next person in, in, a, in a loving way. Because if I can do that now, then I'm not worried about, oh, I got to email this or email that or text this, text that, or call whoever. But in, in the moment, I'm visualizing who I'm serving and why I'm in the office and not getting caught up in all the, the busyness of the monotony. Uh, you know, just the one thing that I hate about practice is the monotony of emails and garbage that I don't want to deal with. So, yes. So in uh, are you the doctor doctor? Have you read that yet? Mm-hmm. So Dr. Barge talks about his dad cause his dad is a chiropractor. Yeah. He always called it. It's part of the joys of motoring. So what that means is back in like the thirties or before then when cars were really like really brand new and you had to like crank them to start them. Right, having right. problems like that, you had to like re-crank them. You had to change tires because of suspension systems. All these real problems that came with motoring. Yeah, but like it's a part of like the privilege of even having a car. Right. So even by having the privilege of being a chiropractor, like those are like considered like pains. The 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 not fun stuff like doing taxes. You know, um, different aspects of like emails mail things that have that happen that is like more administrative right like you know obviously you're envisioning i just want to be served to the point where i'm just in the flow and all these yeah. other like, bring me out of my flow 
but in a way those are part of the joys of motoring too where you just really um perceptually like man it is still true truly is such a a blessing and really am super grateful to even have to have that be a problem for me for sure 100% there was a oh I remember and from another book by Fred Bard is Life Without Fear Bard is the man dude yeah oh yeah legend legend uh side note so the new W216 at school yep I mean, just where they redid everything, right? Where is that where we had? That's where we had philosophy and CNS. Okay, perfect. Yep. Wait, or was that two ten? I can't remember. One of those two. Um, they used to have the Fred Barge quote. Remember? <laughs> the wall. Yeah. yeah. Not there anymore. Unfortunately. <sighs> and now I'm thinking about it too. If you were a student around campus. Definitely go around and just take pictures and hold on to all that. Take as much there. as you can. Because I really don't think that they're always going to be there. Because even some that we were there, like there were some gold ones by BJ in the tall room. And those aren't there anymore either. Um, just, I mean, it is what it is, man. And we'll call it what you want. But they're going to go through and re revamp everything. And not all the same epigrams will be there. So they want to make it presentable and not. Uh, presentable to who, though, right? But, um, what I w- where I was going with that was with barges. This quote he talks about, you go through life and you put on different coats. So, you know, the coat you put on in high school is different than the coat you put on in college. The coat you put on undergrad is different than the coat you put on as a grad student. And the coat you put on as a first-year doc is different than the coat you put on as a a grad student. And you never throw these coats away. But they're coats that you have in the collection, right? And you're always ready to put on a new coat. And you can always put on the other ones when you need to. But um, the real concept is you have these, I mean, to me, what made sense is you have these identities that you used to be. You never fully get rid of them. Right. But it's just, uh, you know, you're growing as a person. So you always have to put on new coats and uh, assume new roles and just, uh, you know, never get stuck in being in a coat, essentially. Right. Yeah. That's true, man. I think that's a great representation of the different properties of who you are as a being and who you want to become to and just recognizing that. I think it's the biggest thing, awareness, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but that being said, though, too, like how do you, how have you been able to practice in terms of, we talked about the WEC method before and mm. becoming becoming a doctor who, you know, not just the WEC method, but just the other stuff that you've been doing that has allowed you to transition and put on that other coat um, and taking care of the people who you need, but taking care of yourself too. Like what, what, what does that coat look like for you right now? Beautiful question. I would say I always, I mean, what we do is is to some extent an athletic event, right? So physically I'm always making sure I'm warm. So I have my warm routine. I, I do every single day, literally. Um, before I get started serving anybody, I'm making sure I'm warm, that I'm hot, and I'm like, you know, sometimes going through school, um, especially early on, you really kind of, I hope people understand this, the more you touch, the more spines you feel, the better your hands are going to be. And just technique-wise, that, you know, you just a few people, especially in school, you get, you know, that third person, you're hot, like you're, you're kind of moving, you're ready to go. Yeah, yeah. Your, your technique's kind of like nice, crisp. 
So I'm always like, I want to be Chris from person one, so I can really bring it. So I have my, my warm-up routine that I do every day. Um, when I wake up in the morning, I have a routine that really sets me and grounds me ready to go for the day as well. So I always say that, like, you know, everybody usually understands that the first hour after you wake up, your brain's still kind of trying to wake up itself. So I go through this morning flow that essentially through movement, I'm able to just like proprioceptively just send signals of the brain and really have it just kind of right. keep the gears turning, even though right. it's kind of trying to wake up. I think that really speeds up the process. So those are two things that I definitely do every single day, especially when I'm serving people. But as far as like my actual training, I've had to take a break and maybe I'll get into it again. And I'll still do elements of it, but the, the linear strength training, that, that's really, uh, that was my foundation with playing football in undergrad and even just growing, growing around uh, the strength and conditioning atmosphere in high school. Right. And it's something I've had to get out of. So mobility for me is a big, big factor because I've never been a very mobile person. And it's, it's essentially limited me in different aspects of exploring my own, my own self, I think. There's... Right. There's something to it when you physically are like not exploring different parts of your body. Sure. I think it's almost limiting yourself mentally and spiritually a little bit too, right? Sure. Yeah. So I've been doing a lot more yoga than I ever have. Um, my flow that I do in the mornings, it, they're yoga moves. So right. um, there's at least an element of yoga in my day, every, every part of my day, but I at least once or twice a week try to make, make at the, place where I practice, we're in a gym and they have classes. So every week I try to make at least one or two yoga classes. Um, and those just really help multiple reasons. Uh, get me moving, keep me uh, obviously active, but I don't have to think of a work uh, workout for that day. So it's also like a really good, right. like, yeah, I, can, I can follow somebody else, you know? Sometimes that's definitely nice to be able to just oh, yeah. let go and then like you said, that exploration, it's kind of hard to explore when you have a regimented set of idea of what you're going to do. You know what I mean? Like, you can only explore so much with that. With You're still kind of in your comfort zone. Exactly. Yeah. There's ways around it, but it's a lot harder to get to in that way. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's awesome, man. I like that aspect of it. Especially, what's funny is I, I don't even remember when the first time I did yoga. but. The more I go on, the more I'm like, yep, about it. <laughs> so I, so more on me. I mean, I hate to just to make it about me. It's just that's the only life I've ever lived, at least yeah. uh, perceptually. Sometimes I, <laughs> I feel like I've had a reincarnation somewhere along the line or something. Yes, but uh, um, the phoenix rising. Hey. hey. So. I didn't start doing yoga, and I had like a back injury in high school, and I also had a hip injury in junior college. So right. Like two things that like created a lot of restrictions and just my mobility and even just my habits of what I was doing, working out um, on the field. And I didn't even start doing yoga until like my junior college. That was the first time I ever did yoga, and it was very eye opening. I mean, I flexibility, like, honestly. Full disclosure, Dr. Leilani, uh, she was a gymnast. So uh, she was basically born with that. Well, yeah, <laughs> but um, the gymnast crazy man. I never really 
I mean, even then I was like, I always consider myself not a flexible person, but it is something that it's a practice thing. Yeah, definitely. It, it was a narrative I always told myself that I like, it was a, an identity that I didn't realize that I hung on to for no reason. That didn't serve me. For sure. Like, there's no reason, like, I can't become a flexible person. Yeah. Flexibility, like, in the true essence of uh, higher-end athletes, that represents strength, too. Um, yep. And yep. injury prevention and a lot of different things. So, uh, Different but, training state of mind. Well, yeah, and honestly, for so I play defense, and one thing we always talked about was bend, don't break. Right? So, even in that mentality, right, like, having the flexibility to – uh, take on adversity, but not break, right. it, not break from it. Right. So I think that in multiple ways has uh, been something that I've kind of learning to embody even more than I previously had my old coat. Right. What's funny about that too is when you said that intentionality with it, it becomes um, it becomes a strength and it becomes a life giver because. Um, have you read David Goggins' book, Can't Hurt Me? I have not yet. Oh, dude, you got to put it on the list. I do. Add it to the list. I will. Um, in it, he talks about how, you know, if you don't know David Goggins, is people listening, multiple triathlons, like just an all-around animal, just a beast. Set the record for most pull-ups in like however many hours, just I the, the grit and fortitude this man has, it's astounding. Anyways, he uh, one time he's talking about how he had basically put his body through hell because he had done so much of this stuff, and he was like physically like almost like kind of dying is how it made it sound just because he had like put his body through so much that he he was like talking about how he felt like these knots on his muscles like near the attachment sites and different things, and he was like. I don't, know, I don't know what it is, but I think this is the key. Like, I got to figure out how to eliminate these knots. And so he just started stretching. Um, if I remember right, he just started stretching like crazy. And he started to pull himself out of that hole. And, and as he, like, he wasn't closer to death, he was actually, trying to, you know, becoming more like his usual self. Um, and so he spent that time period just doing those stretches and getting into a state of that flow so that he could get back to more of doing what he loved to do, which was the endurance style. So just something that reminded me is that even though it's not like your strong but it does serve a purpose, and the more you work at it, it becomes that strong code. So. Thanks. So that guy is, I don't know. I mean, we always talk about how powerful mind is, and that guy really lives in his body. He is tapped in. Yeah. <laughs> that is the issues. What's funny is with like cardio and even just anything that you're doing to like a high RPE, your body has this thing where like, you know, it's, it's perceiving it as almost like uh, dangerous that it's like trying to tell you like, right. no, no, like stop, like, uh, <laughs> but uh, the more you realize it's, it's almost like a reflex. So yeah. to, you know, just that, that ability to push through that reflex really is like what makes the difference right it's more of like a danger thing that we inherently are uh that that we innately have built into us too and like we need that and right i think that even goes for what you know if you're gonna open up a practice or even just uh deciding to go to chiropractic school or uh yeah. you're looking at the loans like oh man that just seems dangerous and your 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 mind yeah. and your body gonna like kind of 
push you, make you shy away from it. And really learning to push past that initial gut reaction to stop or to to uh, resist on what's ever going on. I don't know. I just, I just firmly believe in like when I feel that, that's what makes me want to double down. Yeah. And I'm always trying to work on that even more because I mean I'm not perfect. I'm not David David Goggins, right? I mean I. Um, and it's not anything like I'm trying to push myself physically to like where I'm trying to injure myself or trying to put myself in a position where um, it's like a naivety thing. But right, I, I still know to a core what I'm doing is for yeah, the better sense of myself. So. Yeah, I think uh, with all that type of stuff, man, it, it comes into play when you just become just that different breed, right? Um, so, I mean, <laughs> I think for me, too, like one thing that I've realized that I think is easy for me is when I get busy, I definitely put it more not exercise in general, but just like getting to a different level of exercise. You know what I mean? Like never ceasing completely, but getting that mindset to, or that point where it's like, okay, outside your comfort zone, like you were talking about, like getting to that point where I'm pushing. Um, and there's moments where I can go back and I can think to myself of like, okay, in this exact moment, I got I got so busy that I put that type of mentality on the back burner and it cost me a lot. Like, mentally, emotionally, physically, spiritually. Um, which is really easy to do when you open up your practice. It's really easy to do when you get involved in the first trimester of chiropractic school or when you move or different things like that. So that has become a wellness staple that I need to maintain. I'm sure it won't be the last time that I say that. So. Oh, for sure. I think an important factor about that too is like, like you said, um, there's multiple avenues of like how you really need to work on whatsoever, you know, your wellness aspect of what, what's going on with your lifestyle. So right, right. that's uh, something I'm always trying to work. I, I think one of my, my areas that I've been working on most is honestly, it sounds simple, but hydration sure. like that's uh, I mean, our bodies are 70% water. So making sure that's in an environment that is conducive to growing is a big factor. So yeah. water, what I do with my morning routines, huge, uh, warm up, obviously. Um, but also I, I mean, you've done 75 hard, right? So you inspired me um, to adopt not just like a, a program, but something that I try to embody every day about things that I need to have checked off. And one of them is always reach. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's automatic. Yeah. And especially, I mean, for a while, I couldn't do always uh, self-development or more educational books. Sometimes I had to break it up with a, like a fiction. But really just getting that momentum, that positive momentum in different areas. Once you get that momentum, man, that's just something that you just always want to feed into. It's, just, it's essential with building habits. Right. Yeah. That's so crucial, man. And those 10 pages, they oftentimes can become a highlight of your day. You know? For sure. Where, like, you read the 10 pages and you're like, I just want to keep going. Then you're, but sometimes you also have to spread it out, too. So, 
Uh, definitely feel that. Um, well, real quick, before you wrap it up here, I want to get something that maybe, because obviously, like, I, I messaged you, I think, so I'm formulating that name is plan for April to better tap in and better be prepped for whatever it is I need to be or become. Um, so for me, I thought of a few things of, like, wellness and recovery that I wanted to add specifically for April and possibly long term. What is something that you have maybe always wanted to do or have thought of or something that you thought of that you would want to add, but you haven't? To my wellness? Or seen, yeah, or like seeing people to do. Yeah. Um, um, you want me to go? I can share mine. You go too. ahead. You go first, bro. I, I need to think on that because there's quite I, I need some time to think of it. So, like, two things for me that I wanted to start doing is almost like a sensory deprivation type of deal. Um, just, like, turn off all the lights in the bathroom and do, like, an ice bath. I don't know how sensory deprivation is, if an ice bath counts, but getting into that, like, complete, meant, like, you have to go within because there's nothing external to, you know, stimulate you i guess you could say especially in the sense of like an ice bath so i want to kind of get in that state of just doing that a couple times a week 15 minutes you know where it's cold ice cold but then able to get in that mindset of just like complete nothingness i guess and then um just a quiet mind I think it, it helps me so much to be able to do that even more. Like taking that extra step, like sometimes I'll do meditation, but even Friday more. And then another thing is um, um, utilizing like the hypervolt more or just something, some type of percussive massage tool that I can utilize on myself just because I think it does, not even for like a therapeutic reason other than my mind just likes it. <laughs> yeah. You know, so those two things, I think I want to start utilizing about three times a week more often, more regimented in that way. And so, um, definitely, you know, I love all those, uh, the sensory uh, deprivation. Yeah. Uh, you really dive inward, man. You can, I, I've never done one, but I feel like you could dive in even deeper when you don't have uh, the external stimulus. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so for me, I would say I did do this for a point when I was chiropractic school, getting more into a, a fundamentally principled martial arts. So true. I got a lot out of that when I went to chiropractic school. A lot of the philosophies are very similar and it's a discipline and it's a practice, just like what we do. And I think that's something for me that I've, I've always valued in, in a way. Um, it isn't as much for the self-defense as much as, uh, you know, like just really trying to keep myself disciplined. And uh, it's, a, it's an energy thing for a lot of martial arts. So um, different ways for me to kind of explore my body with how I can use my energy. I think I, I really enjoyed that. I want to get back into that for sure. Um, and then another one I have is, um, is, is more for like my social media usage and just my phone. So I would like yeah. to go for an hour a day. 
Dude, you gotta try that black and white screen. The gray black screen. Thing? You can make it so it's not as it's not colorful. Okay. So you just gray and gray and black, and it's supposed to stimulate your brain less, so you're not as attracted to it. For sure, I like that. I'll definitely try that. And one thing I always like share with people is the ability to shift your light scheme, especially at night when you're trying to go to bed or uh, to the red, red light, get less blue light. Um, that sounds pretty sweet. So I'm going to definitely try that. But yeah, uh, those are two things that definitely came to mind for me. So, Well, all you good fighters, there you go. Wellness Wednesday, something that I think, you know, think about what you've been working towards so far and how you can dig in, dive deeper into that. So, um, with that, Dr. Nash, DC Nasty, any closing thoughts? Closing thoughts, man. Just keep putting those rounds in with that good fight, dude. It's not always rewarding, but, um, you know, you might not always have an audience, but uh, the universe is always paying attention is what I've always been told. So, yes, sir. Um, somewhere or another, it's going to come to fruition, and uh, there's nothing more fulfilling than trying to help and serve people and trying to uh, proliferate us as, like, a human race. So keep putting those yes, rounds in. 100%, bro. Love it. All right, good fighters. We will catch you on the next episode and potentially episode after that. We have a really special guest coming on. So oh, yes, we do. Heads up, heads up. A little foreshadowing for you. So, all right. <laughs>